Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Welcome to the latest episode of Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented as always by UMass Memorial Health. I'm your host, Kevin Gale. Today, I'm here with not one, but two Crusaders, a mother-daughter combo. We have Amy Komkowicz, a 1992 grad of Holy Cross, and Am Komkowicz, who's set to graduate from Holy Cross this spring as a member of the women's rowing team. Now, Amy has quite a resume. She was a member of the 1991 Holy Cross women's basketball team that appeared in the NCAA tournament second round. They are still the only Patriot League team to ever win an NCAA tournament game. And Anne, in addition to her success with the women's rowing team here at Holy Cross, she's also president of the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Amy and Anne, thanks so much for joining us today. And thanks for wearing your colors, your your Holy Cross purple. You're both repping really well today. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having us. This is a this is a one of a kind of experience, mother daughter, both on the podcast at once. Amy, let's start with you. How much is Holy Cross a part of your personal identity today? I think at the surface level, I still identify as a Holy Cross women's basketball player. That I am still part of that family. But as I look a little deeper, and I have the perspective now of thirty years, I realize how much of my experience, not only as an athlete but as a student at Holy Cross, uh, that there are seeds that were planted in me back then that certainly have taken root. I have, uh, you know, internalized being, you know, a woman for others with that Jesuit tradition. Uh, I see myself as someone who has benefited from the Jesuit liberal arts education, you know, taking the, the broader view of events in my life and trying to interpret those, you know, to to make the best decision. And I just don't think that that happens um, naturally without that kind of uh, curriculum, with that kind of guidance, you know, from professors and my coach. Um, So it is very much a part of who I am. Holy Cross is, is certainly a big part of who I am, who I become, and still who I'm trying to be. And Anne, when you hear about that foundation that's been set for your mother at Holy Cross, how does that compare with what kind of a special place it is to be a student athlete in today's world? Well, I think growing up, uh, my mom, my dad, a lot of members of my family were Holy Cross graduates. So from a very young age, I was kind of also brought up in that Jesuit mission. So Holy Cross really just seemed like such a perfect choice for me. Um, because of the the values that my parents taught me and, and everything that I'd grown up around. And being a student athlete here today is really special because it, it really speaks to the whole Kira personnel as part of the Jesuit mission and identity, the care of the whole person. Um, and obviously athletics is a really big part of, of well-being. And I think we've taken a lot of strides here recently to develop not only the physical well-being, but mental well-being of athletes and, and students in general. So it's just really speaking towards the um, the really whole nature of a Jesuit education and mission. Yeah, and I think that mental well-being has become a really consistent factor in the modern student-athlete experience, not just at the College of the Holy Cross, but across the entire college sports world. Now, Amy, let's talk about your love of basketball growing up. How did you arrive at Holy Cross? How did you get this opportunity to play for the Crusaders? 
Well, I will tell you in short, I think it was the Holy Spirit because I was someone that you would not have guessed would have ended up here. And I say that um, because I had some setbacks in high school. Backing up, I think for me as a kid, uh, I have a sister who is six years older than I am and she was playing varsity basketball in high school. So I certainly looked up to her and in sixth grade, you know, she was who I wanted to be. And so I practiced and hoped that one day I too would make the varsity team. Uh, in high school. So, you know, for me, I was very self-directed. I put in, you know, countless hours dribbling in my driveway, playing pickup, you know, at the local outdoor courts, going down there myself after dinner. You know, I mean, that was just part of my routine. I didn't always know if I would meet people there, but very often I would play pickup, often with guys. Um, and it was, you know, it was really I guess kind of an organic thing for me that this is what I wanted and, and, and chose to spend my time doing that. I never had pressure from my parents. Get out there and practice. Um, they just were like, oh, are you going to play basketball? Okay, my parents really didn't know much about the sport. Um, and that, looking back, was a blessing. I, I never really had these high expectations placed on me. It was just something I enjoyed. Um, so. I did make the high school team, fortunately. My first two years, though, I played behind an all-state center, so I really didn't get that much time. We were undefeated champions, uh, D2 level in Massachusetts my sophomore year, so junior year was to be my year. I played in two independent games and then blew out my knee. I missed my entire junior year, and I was devastated. I thought, well, that's it. My father, recognizing how upset I was, made me a promise that if I ever got a scholarship anywhere, he would buy me a car. So, you know, materialistic kid as I was, and, you know, it, it did give me a little extra incentive to get out there and work hard. Not that I ever thought I would get a scholarship, but I was very fortunate that my team was successful. Again, my senior year, we made it to the state championship uh, game again. And I think that was part of when my name was starting to pop up. Um, and I still think it was just such opportunity. We're so slim that I can only explain it by the Holy Spirit just somehow, you know, intervening on my behalf. I was very lucky and still consider myself very blessed at having that opportunity. Did your dad make good on that deal for a car? <laughs> he did, although my mother did try to say he was joking. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. My father was serious. He bought me a 1988 red Chevy Spectrum, which oh, was wow. a small little car, <laughs> bright red, cherry red. You get four people in there and it could barely go 55 miles an hour. And it was, it was great. I was, I was thrilled. But my mom did bake a cake, uh, Amy Ross and Holy Cross, a match made in heaven. And that's, that's still something <laughs> I, I believe to this day. As long as that, as long as that little car could make it up the hill to campus on an icy day. Barely. <laughs> so, so Amy, it sounds like basketball was a natural fit and there's so many opportunities to play basketball. Like you said, in a park at school around the neighborhood, it's a little different. And with rowing, how did you find your way to that sport? Because that doesn't seem like a place where a lot of people jump in right away. You're definitely right about that. Um, I had a similar experience to my mom where I played basketball growing up. Uh, I think I started in about third grade um, and sophomore year of high school. I also had a leg injury, had a knee injury. So I had to, that was really hard for me because I had thought I wanted to go to college too and, and play basketball. 
just like my mom. That was, I'd been going to um, showcases to try and get recruited. Um, but ultimately that wasn't the right path for me. So once I got injured, I couldn't really do high impact sports anymore, but my dad was a rower on the Holy Cross men's rowing team. Um, so he recommended that I try rowing because it's very low impact. So I was like, okay, gave it a shot. I loved it. So I actually joined a small club on Lakeland Sigmund called, um, the Lakeland Sigmund community rowing. And, um, it was like a five person team. So I, it was very small. I wasn't really expecting much out of it. Um, but I, I just loved it so much. I really missed that, that team aspect of sports. And I knew that I needed to get back into something because I'd grown up in a very collaborative uh, environment with my family and also just doing team sports from such a young age. Um, so it was a really good fit. Oh, that's great to hear. So much encouragement from both your parents and obviously both former student athletes at Holy Cross. What's the best advice they gave you about your experience that you've carried over to the college? Best advice my parents gave me growing up was just to do what I liked, just to follow what I wanted to do. And if something didn't feel right, not to push it, um, just to make sure that what I was doing was something that I really wanted to do. And, and they raised me to they didn't really push me towards any one thing or another rather than just push me to do my best in whatever it was. So I think that was, that was very helpful in trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what direction I wanted to go with sports. We're going to take just a quick commercial break. And when we get back here on Seder Stories, we'll continue our conversation with Amy and Ann Tomkowicz. What does it mean to be relentless? It means providing access to great medicine for everyone. UMass Memorial Health, the relentless pursuit healing. Find the help you're looking for at ummhealth.org. At Wegmans, we've packed our fresh and delicious salads with incredible flavor. Each one is made with our very best ingredients, like fresh greens, imported cheeses, and our signature dressings. We've packed big, delicious flavor into every bite for salads that are endlessly good. At Fuel America, we've created a place for people to gather, to share their stories. We are a destination and we are a starting point because Fuel America is not just our name, it's our mission. Run, roll, walk. Massachusetts is getting moving again, and UMass Memorial Healthcare is here to do our part. Push, pull. We're the region's leader in orthopedics, with more doctors, more expertise, and more locations than anyone else. Stir, kick, get moving again with UMass Memorial Healthcare's orthopedics experts. Jig, jog. Appointments available now. Call 855 UMass MD. UMass Memorial Healthcare a proud sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics. Just across Worcester, WPI graduate students are collaborating on solutions to the world's greatest challenges. Their innovations are transforming everyday lives. And our alumni have rewarding careers in robotics and data science to advance manufacturing and business. What will your impact be? Start exploring today at wp.wpi.edu forward slash grad explore. Welcome back to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics presented by UMass Memorial Health. 
I'm your host, Kevin Gale. Let's continue on with Amy and Ann Komkowicz. Amy, what are some of the specific challenges you faced as a woman in sports, and how do you think those things have changed since your time as a student athlete? I actually think that's a really interesting question. So I was an athlete in the 1980s and 1990s, and when I look back and think about my experience, I think one of the biggest challenges for me personally was just the sense that I felt among males was that no matter what the amount of success or you know development that a female achieved, she was just somehow an inferior athlete compared to any male athlete. And, and the reason that sticks out with me is I've had so many experiences just playing pickup with guys. And so I don't know if this has changed today. I hope it's improved some, but my sense is it's perhaps just only slightly that you step onto a court, no one wants to be the one guarding the girl. So, you know, I, I found myself in that position and I can read people pretty well, like, oh, that guy's guarding me. You can tell he's not happy about it. And so we play pickup. And for me, in those situations, the magic happened when this guy realizes I'm making him look bad because you know I'm out playing I'm in front of his peers. And that person in turn starts to play harder, more physically, playing as, as best as they can. And at that point, at that moment, I know I've earned that guy's respect. I lived for those moments. I didn't have to fight for that from you know my female athletes. That was it was given, but I always felt like I had to fight for that, prove myself to males. Um, and that continued. I played pickup until I was 35. And that was true even then. And God forgive me, I still enjoyed those moments when no matter what the guy did, he wasn't stopping me. I, I truly, <laughs> truly enjoyed those moments. And I enjoyed earning that respect. But still, I feel like, is it any different today? I don't know. Certainly, I haven't played for years. I hope my, you know, uh, fellow female athletes out there, the next generation, don't have to, to fight as hard for it. Certainly Title IX was in place then as it is now. Um, the financing, the facilities are all there for people. I think changing attitudes is, is uh, still a challenge. However, the NCAA tournament is on um, ESPN right now. I think there is more national play of women's sports, but we still have some catching up to do. That's all a very good point. I mean, this is the first year that the NCAA tournament is using the March Madness branding on the women's side. They've become a lot more equitable on things that are given to student athletes, the way they participate in the tournament, the access to resources that they have. And we have someone who's experiencing student athlete life currently on campus with Anne. So Anne, when you hear that your mother literally had to fight for these opportunities against men, looking for opportunities at the college level, how would you say it's changed most? And you've also taken a leadership role on the campus in terms of sports. Where can progress still be made ahead? Well, I think one aspect that's really changed a lot is the representation in um, student leadership positions. Um, so within SAC, we have a lot of female members, a lot of male members, and um, I think we've seen a lot of progress in, in the um, more equality, or a lot of progress in the equality of um, representation within those leadership roles. 
which I think is, is great improvement, but I still do feel that um, female athletes are often overlooked and not really taken as seriously, um, not listened to as, as much when they're making points about their own sport or improvements in their sport, et cetera. So it sounds like you're looking for more female representation, more input from female athletes in terms of their own sports. Is that one of the reasons why you decided to take on a leadership role in that student athlete advisory committee? That's part of it. Um, I mostly was interested in SAC because being a student athlete at Holy Cross um, with my practice schedule when I was an underclassman didn't really award me a lot of time to do uh, community volunteering in my free time. So SAC was a way that I could get involved through athletics, which I was already doing. Uh, our meetings were held at night, so it was a lot more uh, achievable for me. Um, so the main reason why I joined SAC was just I, I really missed that part of, of my life before before joining Holy Cross. I wanted to get involved with the community a lot more. Um, but also I felt like it was important to be in those roles and just and just keep um pushing for those, those goals with female athletes. We have a lot of conversations in our e-board meetings about ways that we can uplift fellow female athletes. We used to have um, a sister teams program, which would, you would be paired up with um, a sister team. So for example, um, women's rowing was with women's cross country my freshman and sophomore year. So we would send them cards before meets um, and try to get to their races if we could, um, just to be a positive supporter for them and try and uplift one another. So we're really trying to continue that. And I think that's one of the areas where we can continue to um, improve upon women's representations in sports. Um, I think, I don't remember which professor at Holy Cross said this, but the, the best way to improve the pay gap with women's and men's sports is just become a women's sports supporter, a women's sports fan, and just get out there and support their events. And I think that's really true. So that's something that I've tried to bring to SAC a lot. That's so great. I love that support the teams. And I, I think we saw that best represented at the Heart Center this winter when the women's basketball team was making their run to the Patriot League championship. There was tremendous support in the building. Amy, I've got to ask you, has Ann always been a natural leader? Um, you know, I think so. Although, you know, when she was younger, it wasn't always an out there, you know, I have to be the president of the class and always running for, she's always had this quiet, assuredness or confidence about her and she backs it up with ability too and I so admire her for that because I was always motivated out of fear to not make mistakes that's part of why I would get to the court as often as I did because I didn't want to be the one who missed the free throw in front of you know people watching that was kind of what motivated me and I don't I've never really felt like that was the impetus behind Anne's decision she gets out there because she wants to make a difference and she knows she can make a difference. Um, and it's, again, I don't think it's for the sole purpose of being a leader, but just being a voice, I think. And, uh, you know, a voice for change or a voice for positive. That's the way I've, I've always seen her. And we're, we're closing down the, the spring semester here sooner than later. I'm gonna ask you that dreaded question for any senior in college. Uh, what do your plans look like coming forward? I, I know you've got some legal aspirations and I'm curious if you're hoping to continue rowing after you're done at Holy Cross as well. I am, yes. So I really am looking for um, opportunities that will allow me to find that meaningful impact. Um, and I think the best avenue for that would be law. So I'm hoping to go to law school in a couple, a couple years and um, looking into some 
paralegal opportunities, legal assistant opportunities right now, um, which hopefully those will pan out nicely. Mm -hmm. And I am hoping to, to row after college just because it's a really big part of my day. It helps me structure um, my tasks around working out and I just love staying active. So I think I would really miss it and probably feel a little bit lost without it. So I'm hoping which, whichever city I end up in, I'll probably join a club. Um, but I also kind of want to coach on the side too. That's oh, something that I like doing as well. Um, I don't know. I think I'd be, I think I'd be good at that too. So I'm, I'm definitely keeping my options open to see if there are good clubs and good programs that I can contribute to in the future. Excellent. Passing it down. That's, that's so great to hear. And then Amy, we've got you on record here. Uh, if, if she were to get a scholarship to law school, <laughs> out some sort of transaction for, for a car of her own, let's <laughs> right. we can make a deal here. <laughs> I'll bake you a nice cake, Ann. No, actually, I That's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, I will do whatever I can to support Ann. And, you know, she can probably vouch for the fact that I was very often the crazy mom screaming when I thought when she was playing basketball, that was a foul, you know, screaming at the ref. Uh, even as an assistant coach or a coach at times, I, I often reacted a little differently when Ann was fouled as opposed to other kids being fouled. So I'm, I'm a very biased parent but also very emotionally just involved and supportive of everything she's doing I just am so proud of her and just want to do everything I can to help her that's wonderful and then Anne let me let me ask you a similar question what what makes you proudest of, of your mother when you hear the stories of you know the impact that she helped leave at Holy Cross and you know how that experience has has carried on into into her life today what, what makes you proudest I am definitely proud of the fact that um, no matter what she does or no matter what she's a part of, she always keeps such a, a calm and friendly demeanor. She's able to just interact so po positively with so many different people um, in so many different situations. And I think that was a really good influence on me growing up just to kind of learn, not necessarily to just take things, but do it maturely. So I definitely had a very good role model um, as a mother growing up in that respect. That's so great. Amy, what do you think of that? I, you know, I've always said that, and to my kids, I have the two kids, and I've always said that I will be proudest if someone says to me that I've raised kind, respectful kids. They don't need to be the valedictorian. They don't have to be the best at this program or that program. What is most important to me is that my children recognize the dignity in each and every person that they meet. That's, that's what's most important. You know, you're there to support people, um, be a positive, you know, influence as much as you can and to do your best always. So I'm, I'm very proud of who Anne is now and, and the woman I know she'll become. I'm, I'm just so proud of her. Oh, that's great. Thank you both so much. This has been so much fun talking with you both today. We do want to end this on a little lighthearted note. We tried this with the new athletic director, Kit Hughes, sort of a rapid fire <laughs> approach at the end of the interview. So try not to think too long and hard about this. We're going to try to rapid fire some of these questions. So get ready. Let's start with you, Anne. What is one word you would use to describe your mother? One word. Dedicated. Amy, what's one word you would use to describe Anne? Resilient. If you could have participated in any other sport collegiately, this is for both of you, what sport would it be? Basketball. What's your favorite food in Kimball? Chicken farm. <laughs> What's your favorite spot on campus? Uh, Ream Library. 
What's your favorite spot in Worcester? Hmm. Lake Winsigamond. Amy, who's the more competitive person? You or Anne? I, I think I am. Did you I hear that? <laughs> have, have a quorum. Um, Amy, did you have any sort of pump up ritual before you played basketball at Holy Cross? Oh yeah, we, we listened. Oh, there was always the playlist. Always the playlist. Uh, the warm up. What was on that playlist in '91? Oh, I see. I'm so not good at remembering the <laughs> names, the titles, and the the artists. Um, don't call it a comeback. You've been here for years. You know, whoever that was, that song, that always fired us up. Amy's dropping rhymes. Okay, and wrap it up. What's your what's your what's your pre race ritual before you get in the boat? Um, I <laughs> I listen to a lot of Guns and Roses actually. So it reminds me of my dad. I don't know. He's just always such a I just, I just do it type of person. So I feel like I just need to get into that mentality. All right. Give us a few bars. Your mom just did. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, <laughs> but it's a lot of welcome to the jungle. That's okay. probably the last song I listened to before. <laughs> I get in the boat. Don't do it and you'll regret it. Just like I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I have to cut it off here before this turns into a karaoke contest, but, but <laughs> And this has been so much fun. Thank you again for stopping by to talk about your time on campus at Holy Cross. And best of luck with the rest of your spring semester. I know there's uh, big things coming ahead. And, and Amy, thanks again for, for sharing your stories with us. It, it's been great to meet you both. Likewise, Kevin. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. We hope that everybody enjoyed listening to this episode of Seder Stories. If you did, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating. It's the best way for members of the Holy Cross community to discover our show. That's going to do it for Seder Stories. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Kevin Gale. Let's chat again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories presented by UMass Memorial Health. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!